Hello, and welcome to Control Walk Delete, um, a new-ish podcast from The Verge. I am Neil Patel. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Verge. I'm joined, as always, by my friend Walt Mossberg, our executive editor and uh, editor-at-large at Recode, which I think I forgot to say last week, so I'm going to make sure I point that out. Anyway, Walt, point that out, yeah. how's it going, man? Uh, I'm at large. <laughs> I feel at large, Neelai. Uh, I feel I feel executive and at large both at the same time. Somehow, Look, strangely, those are those are major career goals for I think everybody. They everybody were, who's yeah. ever, no matter what you do, no matter what field you're in, if you can end executive at large, you've done right by the world. I know because it sounds like you're powerful <laughs> and and completely free. Yeah. So it's awesome. That's completely what you need. Um, so. Uh, we should just get right into it because I know I know we're gonna we're gonna go at this one for a while. Uh, this week, Walt, you reviewed uh, the iPad Pro, right? Uh, Lauren Good on our site also reviewed the iPad Pro. Right. Um, I I was at the event. I played with one. Uh, I was literally just saying um, right before we got on the air that I I read a lot of the reviews around the industry of this thing, and yeah. I don't recall Apple getting such ambivalent reviews of a product from a hardware perspective that is apparently like you know, quite good. Like everybody loves the hardware of this thing, but right. the concept kind of just like ambivalence all the way around. Like is, is it a laptop replacement? Is it for drawing? So just get into it. What, what did you think of the thing? Well, first of all, I did not read all the reviews. Um, and, and, uh, uh you know, I apologize to all the fine <laughs> reviewers. No, I mean that. I don't mean that sarcastically. Um, uh, I just haven't had time and I didn't read all the reviews. I, I will say that I think Apple has had some ambivalent reviews in the past. I would just say two words, mobile and me. Yeah. Uh, and, and there have been a few other things too. But, um, you know, I, I think that um, I think that people uh, either do productivity things, work things, uh, creative things on iPads already prior to this. Or they don't. And uh, I happen to be, and as I said right in the first line of my column, I happen to be an iPad man. I mean, you know, I do a lot. You've seen me. You've seen me yeah. at, at live blog events, you know, at Apple events where we, uh, they, don't, they don't have to be Apple events, but just to use that as an example, where yeah. we live blog. And um, you have a laptop. Most of the other people have a laptop. I often have an iPad mini or an iPad Air because I find I can do it. I can do lots of things like that on uh, that are work things, that are productivity things uh, on, on an iPad. Um, uh, so I think part of people's reaction to this is whether they already saw the iPad as a productivity tool and were looking for more, um, and part of it, uh, or whether they just saw it as a consumption device, which was the old sort of meme that was thrown around about it and other tablets. You know, you watch movies on it, you look at pictures, you you listen to music maybe, but you don't really do anything else with it. Um, I've always disagreed with that. I wrote an essay uh, uh, a couple of years ago uh, in defense of tablets yep. talking about it. And so um, for me, I was looking to say, well, what are we gaining by making this thing really big and how well will they do in adding two very crucial accessories, neither of which, by the way, come in the box with it. One is uh, the, the pencil, the stylus, uh, which I'm less uh, qualified to evaluate because I'm 
terrible at graphics and mm -hmm. photo retouching and all that. But the other is the keyboard, which, you know, being a writer, um, uh, I feel completely comfortable talking about. Yeah. And so that was kind of, that was kind of my question. Um, Apple, uh, as you, I think, said in one of our earlier podcasts, is somebody we hold to a high standard. And so I, I just felt like, um, you know, it, it has several issues. And um, well, let's start. Let's, let's start at the start. What d describe yeah. the thing? Uh, just to kind of set the stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, I assume all the listeners know what an iPad is. Yeah. This is an iPad, uh, unmistakably an iPad. It's not some radically weird looking thing in terms of its <laughs> actual design. It's an iPad. It has bezels. It has a home button. All that stuff. It has a gorgeous, bright. Uh, high-res screen. It has very good battery life. But the difference is it has a 12.9-inch screen. Just to remind people, the standard iPad, I guess the uh, the latest one is the iPad Air 2, but all the iPads since the beginning have had a 9.7-inch screen. And then there's been the Mini, mm -hmm. which has about, an, uh, an, uh, I think it's 7.9. It's about an 8-inch screen. So... Um, I might be wrong on that one, but it, I think it's about an eight-inch screen. Yeah, it's, a, but, it's seven. It, I always thought it was funny. It was nine point seven, seven point nine, seven point nine. Right. Okay. So this is a twelve-point-nine-inch screen. Now, just so you understand, Apple, uh, the last, the latest, the newest MacBook laptop they brought out has a smaller screen than this, and is in fact uh, smaller than this in every dimension and in weight uh, when this has its cover on it. Um, uh, 12.9 is huge. It's almost as big as the 13.3 inch screen on the best laptop ever built. And I think probably Apple's leading selling Mac, mm -hmm. the MacBook Air. Uh, so this is, so they went for a laptop size screen yeah. on a tablet. And that's the kind of basically when you, when you strip it right down, that's the main story here. It, doesn't have some sort of new suite of apps that they've at least built or included that are just meant because it has this big screen. Uh, although it, uh, you know, it's hope they're hoping people will do that. But um, but that's what they did. They made a, a huge iPad. <laughs> right, and then they added the keyboard, and, and they the added a keyboard, and they added a, a stylus. Now, I should quickly point out, and you know this. And I think most of our, re our listeners know this. Um, there's loads of iPad keyboards. In yeah. fact, you can you can use a Mac Bluetooth keyboard on it, or a Windows Bluetooth keyboard on it, any Bluetooth keyboard. And there are lots of styluses. In fact, the stylus business on the iPad has been pretty decent. But um, they wanted to make a keyboard that would fold up into one of their classic covers not not a whole case but a, yeah. but the cover that you see all around that people use and they wanted to make a really interesting uh stylus that would have uh, lots of appeal to art and graphics and design people um and to do that they also put into this ipad some hardware um uh features that yeah. re that react to and respond and I, and I think to that's the, an important point pencil. like the 
it's fun, you know, it's it's, the, it's like this question of whether Apple's a hardware or a software company, and yeah. I think there's actually a lot to say about the imbalance here, right? They put out a lot of this amazing new hardware. It's a big new screen. Here's a keyboard. Here's this pencil. They did a bunch of work to make the stylus work great, right? They hardware work. It's there's stuff in the screen that they won't talk about. There's obviously changes to iOS to support it. Um, Everyone, you know, I used it for five minutes of the hands-on, but you in the review say it works beautifully. Lauren said it works beautifully. We actually gave it um, in this video. By the time people listen to this podcast, the video will be on the site. We gave it to one of our designers here at Fox Media. She loved the pencil. Um, so it's they did all of the hardware software integration that only Apple can do for this pencil. And then they didn't make an app. <laughs> like they didn't. They didn't right. make the consumer-facing thing that you need to show off how good you are at hardware-software integration, which to me is so its so strange. Um, and it's actually a, it's like a theme for Apple this year that they've built all of this foundation, and then they've said, app developers, make killer apps for 3D right. Touch or the Apple right. Watch or now the iPad Pro. And I, it, I, I find myself wondering... Why aren't they investing in the consumer-facing thing that sells their their unique ability to do hardware and software? You know, it, it's a great question. Uh, uh, I I do think you have to a little bit separate the keyboard and the, and the pencil, the the stylus here. Uh, I, I agree with you on the stylus, although I will say um, two things. One is their Notepad app, and they did we didn't I think fully understand why at the time. Uh, they kind of beefed up tremendously earlier uh, this yeah. year, uh, so that and one of the things they did was to give it a lot of drawing capability. Um, you know, so I te I was able to test the pencil uh, uh, quite a lot on the Notepad app, but um, in addition, they uh, worked closely with and brought around to, uh, in some cases to to help brief reporters. Uh, reviewers, uh, people from companies like Adobe and mm -hmm. others, um, and Adobe really is is following the strategy, uh, as I understand it, from uh, the Adobe person I talked to, of not necessarily trying to put like all of Photoshop or all of their creative suite on the iPad, yeah, but breaking it down into separate apps that do specific sets of things. And uh, those are being, you know, those are being released for this. But I, but I agree with you. Apple did not do a kind of hero or showcase app unless you unless you count notes. And in, ter <laughs> in terms of the keyboard, um, the keyboard is just a puzzle to me. Yeah, it's just a puzzle. Um, there have been, like I say, there have been lots of iPad keyboards. I'm sure you've owned one probably or mm -hmm. at least used I think everybody iPad. had that Logitech for the iPad 2. Right? Yeah, I I for the, well, the I iPad, remember iPad 2 3 4 all the same yeah. form factor I, and everyone had, had that one. Right. I had well I had a Zag one, I had a Logitech mm -hmm. one. Uh, you know, I think at one point I reviewed some of them. Um they you know, they gave the iPad uh physical keyboard capability, Chapel uh uh you know, uh built it to accept and they also i mean for building a keyboard it is traditional to put uh shortcut keys on it <laughs> so that 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 operate with the software with the device 
So if it's a PC, you have Windows keys and you have, you know, a row of keys that control, you know, brightness and volume and and the and the transport controls for for media. If it's a Mac, you have command keys and you have keys for, you know, mission control and you have keys for yeah. again for media c- uh, control. Do you ever use those keys on your Mac keyboard? I do. I so I I was because I, I read your thing and then just this, I'm staring at my laptop. I use the brightness keys obviously and I use the volume keys and I never use any of the other keys. Well, that's fine, but yeah. they're there for you. I mean, yeah. I, I I use those more often, mm-hmm. but I use the other keys too some uh, sometimes. And they're there. And you certainly use the command key. Uh, oh, sure, sure. I, I just meant that top row. Quite a lot. So yeah. what they did is they made a keyboard. It, its construction is quite clever. And at first you think, oh, shit, it looks like a molded keyboard. And why would I want to use this? But it, it's it's actually uh, – they actually create the travel of the keys by having a very tightly uh, – uh, tightly placed fabric over the whole thing. Right. And it gives the keys, gives you the illusion that these are keys that travel up and down. And they and they do. I mean, you can actually feel them, see them, but it's really the fabric, uh, you know, going up and down. And it, and it works. It works fine. I had no problem on a desk typing on it. But there's two, two major things wrong with this keyboard, uh, at least, in my opinion. Um, one is... It 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 appears as if it doesn't know it's on an iPad. Yeah, uh, whoever designed it, um, it it has none of the shortcut. You know, there's no home key uh, for getting you home. You have to reach up to the screen to the home key. There's no um, search key. You have to reach up to the screen to do that. Right. There's no none of the brightness and uh, you know uh, uh, media control keys we talked about. It's not backlit. Um, it's it's ju- and it and it's but that's okay because it's cheap, Neilai. It's one hundred and seventy dollars. A hundred and seventy dollars for the for the cover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not just the keyboard, the whole cover. Yeah, but, but still a hundred and seventy dollars. It's amazing now. that it is just a Mac. And by the way, to be fair, I know there's like Twitter drama about this. Yes, you can press Command Shift H to go home and commands, but like. That's not actually the point, right? The point yeah, is, I mean, though, and and the, and there are Mac. It, it sort of looks like a Mac keyboard. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like device. amazing that it's so much a Mac <clears throat> keyboard. You know, you can do Command Tab, and you get, uh, you know, the the app switching thing that is not the native iOS one, but it looks like the Mac one. So it's just, I asked Apple about it. They said we're trying to standardize all our keyboards. That's what that is said. a ridiculous answer. So, uh, well, that was their answer. So, I mean, that, that's um, not even their answer on iOS, right? Like on iOS, the whole thing is the keyboard change. Like the whole point well, of the, the software, touchscreen. The software. But the he, software keyboard. Like, to be that fair, was, the person was talking about hardware. But that was keyboards. one of the best insights of all computing, right? right? Is I, that, I, I, get, I get it. I get but like, it. So, so why would you so say we're trying problem, to standardize our hardware across? That's ridiculous. So my first beef with the keyboard was that uh, – I, I I did not say, and I'm not going to say here that it it's not that it's hard to type with or it makes mistakes or anything. It's a pretty good keyboard, and actually, you know, it does have word suggestion on the screen and all that stuff. Um, 
The other problem with it, though, and this is one where it's which is shared by the Surface uh, uh, devices, the Surface Pro and the and the Surface Three and the even the original Surface R, uh, RT from Microsoft uh, is uh, is that um, it doesn't work very well on your knees in your lap. Right. It really is meant for use on a desk or a table. Nobody says that exactly, but it's just physics. And I'm not a physicist, but it seems to me that when you have more of the weight in the screen, even if you have a kickstand like Microsoft does or in Apple's case, you know, that uh, standard famous, you know, triangular folding thing behind the screen. Yeah, right. Um, you, you, still have a very thin light and in Apple's case shallow it's it's not very deep uh, keyboard piece base piece that's trying to support the rest of it and it just it just I found it extremely awkward to type on except on a desk or a, a, a tabletop and and so yeah. a laptop is way better in in that respect so, so I was I was and and there's one other thing. Uh, that our, our colleague Tom Warren mentioned um, in a piece he wrote, and he's absolutely right. The Apple official $169 keyboard case only has one typing angle. Right. Uh, there, it has another angle for where you want to watch stuff. Uh, and in that case, the keyboard is behind the screen. You can't use it. But if you're going to use the keyboard, it only has one angle. And that makes the lap problem even worse. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I was I was disappointed by that. I have to also say yeah. that to me, the size and uh, and just just kind of – I would use the word bulky, not <laughs> heavy. That's he- uh, I mean, the thing is huge. It's huge. It's not comfortable for – browsing the web, for browsing Twitter, for browsing Facebook, for the occasional post you might do. I mean, obviously you can type on it, and I, I, I am an iPad guy. I do lots of my social media, lots of my Slack, lots of my uh, you know editing of things. When 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 uh, you and I are doing editing, I'm sometimes on an iPad. Oh, you know, um, I, by the way, you know I can always tell? Do you know how I can always tell? No, uh, no. This is so stupid. Uh, in Slack... When you are on your iPad, it automatically capitalizes the first letter in a sentence. Oh, okay. Uh, so when I so I, when, whenever anybody is on mobile, I can always tell because suddenly they're writing me like old Victorian English because of these capital letters that appear. And then cool. when they're on a computer, it's lowercase. And it's the, right. it is the dumbest thing, but it's just so funny that it's like it's a piece of iOS that affects how I think about how other people use. Anyway. But anyway, I can, I can always tell. Us, so I can do all those yeah. things, and I do do all those things, and I do them on an, on a ten inch uh, iPad, and I do them on an eight inch uh, yeah. iPad. On this, it's just look, look. They've made something big, quite thin, and 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 for its X Y dimensions, quite light. It's a pound. It's one point five seven pounds just very slightly heavier than the first 10-inch iPad. Right. So that's pretty good achievement, engineering achievement. And yet, it's a little too heavy and a little <laughs> too big, I think, to be comfortable for uh, just holding for a few hours of work or whatever else you're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I conclude 
that really the the group of users that will be most happy about this are people who do graphics. Now I've had some pushback on that too. People have said, "Well, what do you mean by graphics? Who are yeah, they?" Yeah. And you know, the answer is I'm talking in the broadest possible sense. Uh, like you said, you gave it to one of our designers. Um, uh, I think uh, our friend Joanna Stern at the Wall Street Journal gave it to one of their uh, designers or artists. Yeah. Um, somebody who's an illustrator, somebody who is really either for their job or just because they're good at it, can can really uh, you know wants to get in there with that Apple pencil and you know do detailed retouching of uh, of uh, photos. Um, uh, you know, I think this will be this is a big canvas for those folks. They have done a Apple has done a great job. That pencil feels yeah. uh, great writing on it, and it has all kinds of different you know pressure sensitivity and shading. You can actually even hold the point of it sort of parallel to the screen like you would with a with a lead pencil and just do shading. You can do lots of things, uh, and so I think they're going to find it very useful. And then a second group. I think is um, enterprise people, uh, and this fits very heavily into Tim Cook's uh, push to revive falling iPad sales, which is to get this thing used more in the enterprise. Do you- why do I why do I say enterprise? Only because the screen is so big that if you're showing me a PowerPoint or you're showing oh, yeah. me. Uh, a, a giant spreadsheet you're going to see a lot more of it do you know what uh i think there's a third group and i only think about this be, literally be, right before this i was upstairs in a uh in the tech section meeting talking about ces and we're talking about all the themes of ces and one of the ones that for me is very poignant because of it the history of the C, the ces show is basically the history of television right um, right and every year it just gets sadder and sadder basically because tvs are less and less important um I think there's people who's gonna, who are going to buy this instead of a TV. Uh, yeah, like I really that, do. Like uh, my wife, like constantly watches. She sits on our couch in front of our enormous TV and watches her iPad uh, and does it all the time. Just all. It's like it's. I'm like you can just push the AirPlay, but it'll just go over there. And she's like, no, like I'm fine. And I'm thinking, well, I should just buy her the bigger one. Like she, it never leaves the house. It doesn't leave the living room area even. Um, and there's like a real value in. Does a really she work big out? Because her arms might get a little tired. I don't know. No, she's sitting on the couch. It's like she's propped up. It's on her knees. It's like a, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm like I'm like it's right. I no, literally, no, no, no. I'm like, I look. The TV look, is right there. I watched. I I watched. Like you, you know this, yeah. and 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 I hope the listeners uh, can can identify with this. When you're a reviewer and you're doing battery tests, mm-hmm. um, and I did not do a formal one for this, but but I did. Uh, pay very careful attention and try to do a lot of heavy tasks with it. So one of the things you do is you play video. Yeah. At least I do. And and um, so as part of my testing, as you you will know this because I saw you there, um, <laughs> we had a company video meeting. Uh, you know, we have numerous locations, and they were all tuned into this video, uh, uh, at least on the second try. Mm-hmm. And we had this meeting. <laughs> I chose to do that on this iPad Pro because I was reviewing it yeah. rather than on a, on a laptop or another iPad. Uh, and um, I did that. And the very same day, I watched, I rewatched Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Now, I choose my movies 
during testing for how long they last <laughs> because then I can go off and do other things usually and not have to come back so often to see if the thing has died. <laughs> and uh, Star Trek in the Darkness is a pretty long movie. Um, but instead of going away and doing something else, I, the screen is so good and big. I just got <laughs> to speak- it. And the speakers are loud, right? And, I, got- and the speakers are great. And I watched it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> on the iPad Pro. So you're probably right. I should have put that third group in. I, I, but it's and, interesting because it's expensive as hell, right? Like it's you yeah, could you know it, if yes, the thing ran Android and was Netflix but, and had a huge screen, like maybe that'd be just as good. But it's just no. What it might not be just as good. Uh, Apple, Apple, Apple not only uh, cares a lot about. Um, you know, resolution and trying to get just the right resolution and they don't get dragged into fads, but they also buy the best panels. Yeah. No, you know, Apple has your average switch. Android tablet maker is making so little margin. But I'm saying Becky they're was not using buying a panel list good. Becky was using an iPad two for literally until Oh, I, I see what you mean, yeah. You know, like I, there's a lot of iPad twos out there that are basically TVs. You know, so and can like, we can we in one of these weeks yeah, can we get rid of you and have Becky come on? Oh, I think that'd be fascinating. Control she's dying to meet you, by the way. I got to, I got to tell you, she's absolutely dying to meet you. I'm so. dying to meet her. So the next, when you're in New York, we're gonna we'll do one of these. We'll stream the video and you know, I'll have her come by and we'll all hang out. It'll be good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be have good. you. I'll have her basically interview you. It'd be wild. Um, so in classic fashion, that we should move on a little bit. Uh, I have your first iPad review from 2010 here. Right. Uh, this is another one. I want you to set this one up. This is another one where uh, Steve Jobs was basically like, here's my next big product. There was that event where he sat in the, uh, what was that chair? He sat in a Herman Miller chair and like basically just browsed the, I think it was a, the audience. It was not a Herman Miller chair, but it was some famous designer chair, yeah. What, what? Right. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, yeah. um, it was, uh, no, I can't remember. I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, not an Ames chair. I don't know. Anyway. I'm going to figure it out. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, he sat down. With he it. sat down and browsed the web, and then he gave it to a tiny number of reviewers once again. And you were among those. It's Le, yeah. uh, Le Corbusier. It was the chair. That's what it was. I knew okay. it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, and so you have it. So I'm going to read some lines. But then I want to, I want to ask you because I think one of the big problems with the iPad Pro um, right now is that all of the reviews I read did a better job of putting this thing into a narrative of computing. Um, than Apple has done. <laughs> like, Apple's like, here's a really big iPad with a stylus and a keyboard. And everyone said, well, didn't you just make a Surface and didn't that fail? Um, and that's debatable. No, it is not. It's not a Surface. Right. But we, like, you got it and you wrote that way, but Apple's done a bad job of it. And I think right. when Apple released the first iPad, they actually did a brilliant job of explaining, like, why does this product exist beyond, I think, Jobs was very famous in saying you can't. Just, it's not just for like going to the bathroom, right? So right. here's your first review from 2010. Um, I'm just going to read three lines from it. Um, I believe this beautiful touchscreen device has the potential to change portable computing profoundly and challenge the primacy of the laptop. It could even help eventually to propel the finger-driven multi-touch user interface ahead of the mouse-driven interface that has prevailed for decades. Um, so that's the first one. Um, and then here in the middle, my verdict is that while it has compromises and drawbacks, the iPad can indeed replace the laptop for most data communication, content consumption, and even limited content creation a lot of the time. But it all depends on how you use your computer. 
uh, which is a f- you could literally pick that up and put it in this review, uh, and it w- it's the same conclusion. Um, and then let me find this last one. It's all the way at the bottom here. Um, I love I love this one because it just because of how it ends. Uh, all in all, however, the iPad is an advance in making a more sophisticated computing. Po- wait, sorry. All in all, however, the iPad is an advance in making more sophisticated computing possible via a simple touch interface on a slender, light device. Only time will tell if it's a real challenger to the laptop and netbook. Only time will tell if the iPad can kill the netbook, Walt. (laughs) Yeah, the time it took to kill the netbook was like three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Will the netbook survive? Yeah. Uh, um, but here's so, what I'll and, say. And, and, you and, could you know, lift all of those that. things out of this review right. and put them right into your iPad Pro review, right. and they're all as valid today as they were five years ago. Well, I, I think they are, but I think in the five years, and we all know that iPad sales are down and tablet sales are, in general are down, uh, although Apple has sold about 260 million of these in five years. And there are lots of companies which would kill to sell 260 million of anything with this kind of margin, right. even if that was their only product. Um, so, um, what I was really talking about in that column, and I think I may have even used this word. It wasn't in one of the sentences you read, but it's okay. It was, and I repeated it again in the in the in the, in the uh, iPad Pro review. Is scenarios. Um, e- e- it's not a, a sort of this device replaces that device. It's the scenarios, the use cases, uh, and there there are more than one that you use on any of your devices on your smartphone, on your on your laptop, on your uh, all-in-one desktop if that's what you have, on mm-hmm. your on your um, tablet. And what I said was, if it can replace uh, uh, the laptop for enough of the scenarios for which you use the laptop, then we'll challenge the laptop. And I will say that in my personal case, um, it has uh, cut down my use of the laptop by more than half. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's perfectly good and actually lighter and smaller and easier to carry and longer battery life for um, doing uh, enough of the scenarios. One scenario it has not... Uh, where it has not replaced the laptop, where I was kind of hoping this might, uh, uh, given the key keyboard, was um, writing my columns. Yeah. Uh, and uh, other, you know, memos, or although, thank God, I have to write fewer of those now. <laughs> but um, I used to have to write a lot of those. But um, well, we can make you start. I mean, oh, yeah, you no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> No. Finally, an it, argument on the show. There'd be a hunger strike. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and you know, uh, I re- I wrote this column, this review, about I would say about a third on the Apple keyboard and about a third on uh, another one that Apple worked with the company and that it's it's a Logitech, out, right? which is a Logitech keyboard, which I liked better. And then about a third on uh, a, a MacBook Pro. And, um, you know, the MacBook Pro was clearly the superior writing experience. Uh, these were all uh, written in Google, Google Docs, which is what, uh, what where I, I do the drafts of the columns. And, 
and the I just I just and the Logitech one I thought was better than the Apple one, and it that should not be the case. It's it's not when I say that I don't mean all the knowledge resides in Cupertino. Yeah, uh, I I just think when you bring out a new hero product, you order you to just kick ass with the stuff you bring out, and they did that with the pencil. Uh, somebody else may bring out a better stylus or at least one with different are they, capabilities. Are they opening the stylus tech to third parties? I don't know. I They are certainly obviously opening the, the keyboard tech. Right. Um, so, um, you know, I think it's still possible that with the right keyboard and some uh, some improvements in software, like, for instance... That was another point I made. You know, the Google Docs I use as an example, actually, in the column. You might say, well, why should Google care about iOS? But Google does care about iOS. Right. So um, the Google Docs app on iOS, even on 10-inch iPads, uh, hides the comments column, which you can see on a Mac or PC, uh, for space. And you have to kind of touch a, a, a thing and then there's a pop-out window, and you, I, you know, if it's you editing me, which that's what you do, mm-hmm. one of the many things you do, um, I see that, but it covers up some of the text, and it's just a, you know, it's a thing you get to u- used to right. on phones and tablets. This thing is almost as big as it's bigger than the screen of a MacBook, and almost as big as the screen of a MacBook Air. Why should I have to have that compromise on here? Right, but then, but then Google has so to make. So it's still on here. So then Google has to make. Yeah. That has well, to no, but, say, but they have to make it for the iPad Mini, the iPad Air, and the yeah. But Apple pro, does you know, have like, a; they do have a screen size, some kind of screen size, right? You know, switch built in. I'm I'm using crude, you know, non-expert language here, but they have some kind of thing where the developer can say, okay, it, I detect what is being used here by the user, and uh, I'll put this. On. And in fact, Slack, which is another tool we use at, at The Verge, um, uh, did that. I mean, when I when I opened Slack, even on my 10-inch iPad Air, mm-hmm. the far right-hand column, which lists various information, is only visible if I hit a uh, a uh, an icon. Right, and then then that opens up, and the left-hand column goes away temporarily. You know, but on the Pro, the iPad Pro. It's just, just like on a laptop. All three columns are there. So there. let's let's do, uh, as always, we've gone a little long, but let me just do five more minutes with you on sort of looking forward. Because I think one of the things um, that is it's interesting about this product, and we were talking about this before the show started, is that inside the A9X chip is very fast, right? Very uh, fast. Um, and it's so fast that actually um, I think in some benchmarks it beats the single port, you know, the MacBook, the new MacBook. Um, it beats obviously older computers, uh, older Intel x86 computers. Um, yeah. But that and that is like remarkable for what they've done. How small might it is? Um, and then there's this whole can tablets replace laptops? And then on top of all of that, and you know Microsoft and the Surface, they've been non. You know, it's just this that's been their steady march, and they finally got into the Surface book. And and then on top of all of that, Tim Cook is like on a vision quest in Europe right now, um, yeah. just saying whatever he wants to European publications. <laughs> um, and so, you know, a couple days ago, he asked a bun- he asked a reporter in the Telegraph, why would you ever buy a PC? 
Well, I, why, right. I have this. I, I'm only traveling with my iPhone and this iPad Pro. Why would anybody buy a PC ever again? I'm sure all the Mac yeah. people at Apple were very happy about that. Very happy, yeah. Um, and then, what was it, yesterday, he said the Surface Book was a diluted product. That he couldn't understand. It was diluted. Diluted. Not diluted. Not, diluted. Yeah, diluted. Delusional. Um, right. And so it's funny, though, because the form factor similarities of the Surface, not the book, but the Surface Pro and the iPad Pro are obvious. Um, they both have the same you can't use it in your lap kind of problem. Um, the Surface Book actually kind of resolves those. It's it's it, of it's the it's less diluted in sort of its, you know, in in sort of its approach to the tablet keyboard situation. Well, it's a clamshell laptop where that you comes can, it pulls off. And I will say the Surface the Book, screen, which that, by the way is as the a tablet only... also gigantic. You know, like it. Yeah, that's um, right. But anyway, but it's it's just very clear that between the performance of the the iPad Pro and these comments from Cook that he doesn't know why you would buy sort of a traditional PC type computer that there is a push towards this thing as your primary computing device or your primary productivity device. Do you see that? Because I got to tell you, I don't like, I, there's not a world in which I think I'm never going to have a traditional MacBook running a traditional mouse driven operating system. Um, because there's so much more, and I, I'm going to say power, not in terms of horsepower, like processing power, but power in terms of my ability to actually do things uh, in OS X and Windows than I have ever felt from any of the mobile operating systems. You um, know, uh, the answer to your question is, I don't agree with you. I'm not. I don't agree with you. I do yeah. think it is possible to imagine it. I think we have a lot of uh, to go yet. I want to repeat, I think there already are a bunch of scenarios. Like email, people somehow say, well, there's work, and work is, I don't know, making presentations. But email is work, too. I yeah. mean, most people's, <laughs> most emails are work. And you can do those very nicely on uh, on uh, Android and iOS. So um, I don't, uh, I do think it's possible to do that. And there are some, the, the, actually the best example of this, the most sophisticated in some ways for people like us, um, iOS app is Microsoft Office mm -hmm. uh, on iOS, which uh, came out over a year before it ever came out on a Microsoft piece of hardware. And you can do a ton with it, um, really. Uh, you know, can you do every last thing you can do in 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 Word on the on the iPad that you can do in Word on Windows or Mac, no. But how many of those things do you actually do? I mean, you can do a ton. You can make your copy look every way you want. You can insert photos and edit them, you know, in basic ways and reshape them and do all kinds of things. Uh, so you know, I I do think it, it can cover a lot. Yeah. I think I think it needs really thoughtful, creative software, and I think it needs a better. Or it certainly needs a better keyboard than this <laughs> than this one. But but yeah, and I, I'm not going to go out and buy this giant iPad. But um, and I said that in 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 our uh, in my column. Um, uh, but somebody might, and Apple's not probably going to give up on it, and they'll. They'll keep working on it, and Microsoft's 
not given up on the surface, although uh, I think there's some exaggeration about the success of the surface. It sells, uh, you know, a relatively small number of units for a company with a storied uh, reputation like Microsoft, and um, I, I doubt it. I, 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 they say it's profitable, and I assume it's profitable, but I don't think they've ever said exactly how profitable. But you know, it's it's all cool. I'm 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 a tablet fan, um, and I'm just yeah. gonna sit back and wait <laughs> and see what happens with it. I I just I I don't know. There's something about the idea of being so abstracted away from what's happening under the hood of the computer that drives me bonkers. And I'm sure the people who watched DOS get replaced by the Mac and Windows felt exactly the same way. But to me, it's, I can never, I never quite feel like I'm doing all of the work on a, it, even if something as simple as browsing the web, you know, like there's something abstracted in an app for something, I don't know. So it's something stupid, like booking flights. You know, I use the app on an iPhone or an iPad. I use like the Delta app and I look at flights, which whatever. And I'm always like, is this all there is to see? I'm going to go use the web browser on my MacBook to make sure because that's somehow that's more real. And I, that's to me is the. So you and I have a completely, here, here's an area where we do disagree funda fundamentally. Yeah. I, 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 from the very beginning, mm -hmm. from 1991, when I started writing my column, although I never used this phrase exactly, I was, I was campaigning, crusading for abstracting yeah. what goes on under the hood away from what actually the person using the device does. I think the less... Uh, I, I'm not talking about... I sh the app shouldn't have... Should, they shouldn't be crippled version of websites, but in my... I don't believe the airline apps I use are crippled versions of the websites. In fact... I think the websites are often more awkward to use. Um, but yeah. so I'm not saying anything should be crippled, but I think to the extent you can make it so that you, you don't have to go to settings a lot, you don't have to think about, um, you know, uh, any of the technical stuff under the, under the hood, and, the, and that the, you're using something that is, that is millimeters thick and still very fast and powerful and does all this, that's really cool, and that's really, uh, you know, that's where, that's where Captain Picard was, <laughs> and we all, and and you laugh, Neli, but I think as old as those shows were, oh, I yeah. think, the, I think that you know the talking computer on the on the Enterprise and the tablet that he used. If you don't think those affected people's thinking at all these companies about this stuff, I think you're wrong. I think it had it had a tremendous subliminal effect on them. Well, you know what I think is. Is interesting. Um, I finally turned on Hey Siri on my phone. I hadn't had it set up for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, just did you hear that? It turned on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I finally turned it on. Um, and I realized I was, you know, just asking it for music or whatever. And I was like, this is the last abstraction. I have no idea. It, it could literally be any music service on the back end, but I just asked for music and it plays. Right. I have no idea. Is it connected to LTE or Wi-Fi, or is it using Apple Music or Spot, like whatever? Like I'm just talking and things are happening. Uh, and you know, I know all the actual details, but that 
that to me is a different kind of abstraction and a different kind of impressive future where the the input method is the abstraction right and so like the mouse and in keyboard that was an abstraction away f- or the, not the keyboard but the mouse was an abstraction yeah. away from typing a command no absolutely and, and then was, touch and was, was an abstraction really, different kind of abstraction it was hugely ridiculed it was hugely ridiculed and and people who like to t- look they're in the world there are lots of divisions we yeah. know but one division in the world is people who like to tinker and people who don't like to tinker right, right. you know when i was a kid which was long before you were a kid the thing you did was you went and tinkered with your car. <laughs> uh, that's what people did who were teenagers when I was a teenager who, unlike me, could afford a car. And they tinkered under the hood. And that was the thing. And, you know, people love seeing new uh, ways of, of, of essentially rooting an engine, hacking an engine. Um, that kind of person still exists. We have some on our staff. They're great people. There are people who get both sides of this debate, but but I think most people just want the damn thing to work and to do right. the things they want it to do. And if they want to hear a Beyonce song <laughs> uh, and, and, they, and they say, play Beyonce or play a particular song, uh, they don't care where it comes from as long as it's not some surprise where they have to pay extra for it. And um, and and that's great. And this and in terms of the iPad, you know, I feel the same way. I'm looking at the Verge homepage right now on the iPad Pro as we're talking, and it is the desktop homepage. Yeah, it's not the homepage I see on my iPhone. Right. It's well, you know, there's a medium breakpoint. There's a tablet breakpoint. Well, maybe there is, but it looks. I, I guess I could call it up on the on the uh, MacBook Pro uh, that's also in front of me, yeah. but. I actually thought about doing this podcast on the iPad Pro. Oh, that'd be cool on Skype. Skype, yeah. yeah. No, I, I've used. Uh, it's yeah. You're, see, you're you're right. Like all of these things are there. I think it it is. It's little pieces of. Um, I don't know. It's little pieces of the when you run two apps at once on an iPad. It's there's there's something different about how those apps interact and interact with the system and interact with you that doesn't, it doesn't give me the sensation that I'm fully operating the thing. Like there's, it's just one more layer of abstraction and um, just a tiny little bit I think of, Becky and I need to have a talk with you. Yeah, I know. But you know what's funny about all of this? All of this is that I go home and I don't even bring my laptop home anymore because when I go home, I don't want to like, I actually want to reduce the amount of email and work that I'm doing. Yeah. So I go home and I use my iPad on my phone all the time, and she's the one sitting with her laptop. And then when she wants to watch something, she closes her laptop uh, and picks up an iPad and only yeah. uses it to watch video. The only difference between your wife Becky and my wife Edie is on, on that score is that for whatever reason, Edie doesn't use a, a, an iPad. She does all the stuff on her she 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 bounces between her her iPhone and her her Mac and no I didn't make her buy them because <laughs> I'm paid by Apple she just likes them yeah. and um, in fact I can't get her to go away from her 5s oh she likes the four inch screen yeah and we know- we're we're actually hearing aren't we that that they may do another four inch one because there is some 
part of their audience that still likes that size. You know, there was a time when we used to ridicule Samsung for having too many screen sizes, and now, and now it's it's literally everything from a watch to 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 twenty seven inch iMac. It's every every little every little one in between. Well, remember the iPod? They had a zillion iPods at every price point, fifty dollars apart, and one of them, the 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 cheapest one, didn't have any screen. You know, I have friends in New York who are we we gotta end this podcast. I have friends in New York who are going back to using their their iPods. Do you know how much an iPod, the last the final iPod classic with a one hundred and sixty gig drive is going for right now? No. You'll never try to guess. You mean like on eBay or Yeah, eBay, Amazon, refurb. It's just sort of like in the well, market. Well, given the way you're asking this question, I don't know. It's give six hundred dollars. I it, don't know what. Five hundred and twenty dollars. That was not a bad guess. It's a, it's a pretty good guess. Isn't that crazy though? Uh, it is crazy, and I was, so I was using my friends, and it, it's just so fast. It's such a purpose-driven device, as opposed to the multi. You know, like it's just it's astonishing. Like a few of my friends have just started using their iPods. Again. So, do you know what I what I have plugged into my car? What's that? Uh, so that because I, I can, you know, I can play music uh, in my car, and so can many people uh, from Bluetooth from my phone, uh, and that's fine. But I don't necessarily want to stress the battery on my phone if I don't have to. So I took an iPhone 4S mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that I wasn't using anymore, and I just cleared every app out, everything out of it, and loaded it up with, you know, a zillion songs. That's pretty cool. And I keep it plugged into the center console USB port in my car, and... That's what I use. It's a sen- and, it, and it actually calls it, uh, in all its wisdom, uh, Lexus decided to call it an iPod. But that's what it calls it. And it is an iPod. Yeah. And that's how it functions. That's funny. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we have gone long, as always, as always. But um, that was a fun one. Uh, so uh, if you enjoyed the show, thank you to Walt. Uh, if you can enjoy the show, please. I know Walt loves when you tweeted him. I love when you tweeted me. Walt is at Walt Mossberg. I'm at Reckless. Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you care to do so. You can write us emails if you still do such a thing. One day Slack will be open to all. You can Slack directly at us. That is my nightmare. Um, oh my God. Right? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's truly my nightmare. Don't uh, tell Stuart Butterfield. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, three other shows for you to listen to. The Vergecast, uh, I'm hosting tomorrow. It'll be up on Friday if you want to catch the live stream. Uh, Emily Yoshida and uh, Liz Apato do Verge ESP, which is wonderful. And Chris Plant hosts uh, What's Tech, which is always a good time. Uh, so that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again, Walt. Thanks again, Eli. Thanks again, Eli.